Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Rob Center put uh, the State Attorney General of Pennsylvania on hold. I hope that's not a violation of any kind. Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Attorney General, on the line. He's been a county commissioner in his life, a state representative, and is uh, now uh, running for re-election. That's not why he's calling today, but a resourceful person will find his name on the ballot next week and most likely this fall as well. So good morning, Josh. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, good morning. You know, you can't get in trouble for keeping the AG on hold. You're safe. <laughs> okay, right. thank you. Right. We, we appreciate that. Good morning. Really to talk do, to you guys. do appreciate it. We were just talking about uh, COVID at the Capitol, the state representative, Lewis, and then sort of some of the fallout and the controversy, a lot of it is sort of right down the political aisle like everything else uh, down there. Yeah. You have been asked to investigate this. What's your reaction when you hear it's time for you to check this out? Yeah, I look, and I... I appreciate um, how challenging these times are for everyone, not just the people who work capital, but all across Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, every single day, frontline workers put themselves in harm's way for us. They, they, their safety really depends on a few things, the, the availability and use of PPE, the, the protective equipment. And, and just common decency and transparency from their fellow Pennsylvanians, be the a colleague or a client, whatever the case may be. And so it was very disappointing for me to hear those allegations um, in, in the state house, um, and that really that standard of common decency wasn't met. And obviously we received, as you noted, a request to conduct a criminal investigation by several members of the state house. And, while I absolutely understand their frustration and concern, um, I, I will say a criminal investigation is really not warranted by my office based on our initial review. Um, I directed uh, members and their staff in the Capitol from the folks who clean the offices to the folks who keep them safe. Um, I directed them to contact the proper office, which is the independent chief clerk's office of the State House, if they have concerns about contact tracing or exposure and really to continue to follow the guidance that was delivered by the Secretary of Health. And here's the last thing I'll, I'll say about this. I mean, it is critical that all Pennsylvanians do their part. It is especially critical that public officials just lead by example and demonstrate a common decency during this crisis by following public health guidelines, by being transparent with their colleagues in the Department of Health. And I think the failure to act with this decency it just puts others at risk. It extends the period of time we must fight this pandemic, and it holds us all back. And and that is, you know, that's my message, not just to the lawmakers um, who who are rightfully upset, uh, but to all of the the people of Pennsylvania. Well, not being decent is isn't a crime either. But what about a civil right. exposure? If you know you had the ailment and you declined to tell people with whom you worked at the state capitol, is there a civil exposure? Yeah. Again, look, I I deal in facts and and evidence, and and I apply the law. Um, that's very different than people who want to speak out. And, have their voice be heard and and make a point, which is something I think is absolutely warranted in this situation. And you know, clearly the the state representatives have have let their thoughts be known on this issue. But to engage the legal process carries with it a, a different bar. And 
in terms of the, the involvement of my office, that bar is just not met. All right. House Resolution 836 would terminate the state of emergency that's been declared by the governor. Is that Can that turn into a legal binding resolution that would uh, impact the governor's declaration? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't follow the inner workings of, of what they pass and what they don't pass. What is clear is that the governor issued these executive orders. He's been challenged in court multiple times. He's won every single time. He has the legal authority to do what he's doing. Uh, and I don't think any resolution that passed in the House is going to change that. The state of emergency just keeps on going and going and going. Is that legal to keep uh, you know, upping that for another 90 days? Yes, and the courts have, have viewed it as such. Uh, you know, I'm not the governor. I'm not going to speak for the governor on this. He he can well speak for himself, but I can just tell you from a legal perspective, uh, he's on firm, firm solid ground on this. Uh, Josh, this is Ben Reichley here. In hey, Snyder ben. County, uh, we are going green, mm-hmm. but there's still some hurdles. So I guess maybe it's sort of misnomer as we look at the red light as, as green go. Uh, yeah. Where do you see your office, you know, monitoring the, you know, the yellows to greens, the greens mm-hmm. to make sure, uh, you know, we are uh, controlling uh, what uh, what we need to as far as the uh, the public, meaning, you know, keeping some of the same uh, procedures in that. W- where does your office, uh, you know, fit in there? Sure. And look, I'm, I'm very happy that Snyder and several other counties are going green, but you, you really pointed out, I think, the the most critical point of this that I think sadly some people are are missing, which is green isn't isn't sort of fully back to normal. Um, you know, you had an ad on before I came on the air from a local store, and God bless these small businesses because they are really hurting. And I, I thought what was interesting was the the store said we're reopening, but it's you know it's going to be different. We won't see the smile on your face because of a mask on. We won't be able to shake your hand and welcome you to the store. And I think that's green, right? I mean. It is just a different normal, unfortunately, given the fact that this virus is here and it's going to be around. And so while I think we've got to get to reopening, we've got to save these small businesses and let them sell their products again, we have to recognize, as that particular owner did, that it's just going to be different. And so in terms of of the role my office plays, um, based on the governor's declaration, it would be local police, and in the absence of a local municipal police department, the state police, who enforce um, the red, yellow, and green uh, orders from the governor. So my office doesn't really have a have a hand in that, uh, per se, but we do work with businesses, we do work with um, worker organizations and others to make sure they feel safe, they have the resources that they need, and that they can both sell their product while also protecting their clientele and protecting their workers, which is a huge part of this. No one wants to see another spike. And so we have to recognize that we are all in this together and that we all have a responsibility to do our part. We also have a responsibility in government to recognize that Snyder County is different than Philadelphia County. And so what works in one place doesn't necessarily work in the other. And so we've got to adapt to this new normal in each community in a way that respects the needs of that community but still keeps everyone safe. And Josh, I know this is a little bit of a broad brush, but 
nursing yep. homes and retirement areas uh, within your office. Uh, you know, we see some other states where now we're seeing some um, un- unfortunate incidences in these uh, in these uh, organizations. Is, is your office looking to oversee some of this here in the near future? Yes, and I'm limited in what I can say. I did announce uh, maybe about two weeks ago now. I don't know. All my days kind of blur together at this point. I'm working very hard. But uh, I guess it was about two weeks ago that we announced the criminal uh, investigations into several nursing uh, home facilities across Pennsylvania. And I really can't comment beyond that. Um, We are very much aware and very concerned and very much on top of this. How much price gouging enforcement have you had to do? You did announce early on that you'd step up and you set up the line and so on for people to call. Yeah. How much enforcement so far? On day one of the of the governor's de- declared disaster, we um, set up a special hotline on email, uh, price gouging at attorneygeneral.gov because we just knew that people were gonna try and take advantage of consumers and price gouge them. And I can tell you, as of uh, this morning, we've received a whopping 4,955 complaints Mm. about price gouging, nearly 5,000 of them. And um, here's how we handle it. I've instructed my team, you know, to not get into a a huge back and forth legal issue if, if we don't have to, but really get the merchant to just cut it out. So we have followed up on every single one of those complaints that has come through. Most of the merchants will just change their behavior. 464 times we've had to issue a cease and desist letter, which is kind of your next legal step to get them to cut it out. And on um, three or four occasions where we've had real egregious examples, we have um, taken further legal action requiring the the businesses to enter into what's called an ABC, basically requiring them to price at a certain level. And uh, I can tell you that the vast majority of businesses across Pennsylvania are acting honorably, Uh, but there are some that that aren't. And when they don't, we're going to be there to protect the consumers and the people of Pennsylvania. One other thing I just want to point out real quick, um, there are so many people in need right now. You know, we've lost a third of our workforce. 31% of the people working in February are out of a job today. It's just, it's incredible, the numbers. And these are people who need help. And there are, there are significant resources available to people and a lot of legal rights available to them. And so I don't expect everybody to be a lawyer and, and know this. So we published a rights and resources guide for Pennsylvanians, particularly those who are struggling right now on my website, attorneygeneral.gov slash COVID-19. Things like, you know, can my power be shut off? Can they take away my cable? Can, uh, you know, can I be evicted during this crisis? Things like that. And we put all of those resources available on our website for people to check out and get the help that they need. And Josh, I know uh, your office, even in the past, but you know, your office has always looked uh, at the seasoned or the seniors of Pennsylvania. Are you concerned yeah. with some of the charitable scams, particularly that, that target some of the seniors? Yeah, big time. Um, scammers, sadly, are, are working overtime right now to steal people's personal information uh, and steal their money during this crisis. So what I what I really want to do, and I've I've been on a number of calls with seniors and their organizations. I did one with the ARP just just the other day. 
um, just to make people aware of the kinds of scams that are out there. So let me just rattle off a few quick ones right now. Um, number one, there's a lot of scams involving uh, health claims. So we'll get an unsolicited email or call saying, hey, we've got this special cell treatment or a UV light therapy that will help cure you of COVID-19 or protect you from getting it. Just click on this link or give us your your credit card information and we'll send it to you. That's a, a very typical scam we're seeing nowadays. The other scams we're seeing have to do around like government um, services. So we're seeing scams around those stimulus checks, you know, that some people got from the federal government, those $1,200, hmm. people trying to get those from you, or folks who are applying for unemployment. As I said before, a third of our workforce has applied for unemployment. There is only one place to go to apply for unemployment and that is uc.pa.gov. It's the only place you can go uh, to do it. Yet uh, scammers are telling you to go to some different website and put in your personal information, and all that is is a front to be able to steal uh, your money um, and, and get into your bank account. So those are the, the kinds of scams we're seeing a lot of, um, not just in you know Shemokin, but all across Pennsylvania and it's something I really want people, especially seniors, to be aware of. We set up a special hotline there as well, scams at attorneygeneral.gov. So, look, if you get one of these unsolicited emails, flip it over to us. Let us know about it so that we can not just protect you, but protect others. Can you stop them? Can you not go to the cell phone companies or Verizon or anybody? I mean, you know, at home, the phone just rings and rings. And if you're an older resident, it just rings and rings and rings. Yeah, we can and we have. Uh, we do so in a lot of different ways. So, you know, if you, not to get too much into the weeds here, guys, and force all of your listeners to fall asleep on us here. I'll try and keep, keep it a little bit light and brief. But basically, um, we focus on stopping the individual who filed the complaint from losing money or if they've lost it, get the money back, right? So that's sort of like tier one. Tier two is trying to figure out some patterns, right? Okay, it's not just John Doe uh, who this happened to. It's these hundred other people who were victimized in the same way. And then with all of that aggregate information, working with our cyber unit, working with our federal partners who have unique cyber capabilities, we try and track these people down online and shut down the heart of the scam. We've had some success doing that. Uh, the telecom companies typically work with us on that, which is helpful. And we are, uh, you know, we take this stuff very, very seriously. So, yeah, shut it down for the individual or stop, you know, stop it for the individual and make sure that their bank account, their money's protected, and then go after uh, the underlying scam. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of folks in Harrisburg about what's going to happen in the years ahead. Now, I know you're running for state attorney general right now, so we invite folks to look for your name on the ballots that's coming up. We talked to Senator Toomey a couple of weeks ago, and we always ask people what they're going to run for next. Your name comes up in the sort of the conversation that relates to governorships in the years ahead. What's your view on the fact that your name pops up when folks are talking about that? Well, look, I, I appreciate the fact that Pennsylvanians, um, not just in your region, but all across the Commonwealth, uh, think we're doing a good job and, um, and you know, talk about me that way. But I could tell you that I am singularly focused on doing this job as Attorney General. Of course, winning re-election, because I want to keep doing it. And that's all I'm, I'm focused on. And that's what, you know, the people of Pennsylvania want you to do. They want you to do your job. 
and that's what I do every single day. All right, I have a couple more questions. Can we go right past 10 o'clock? Is that okay with you? Maybe two I more minutes? I got a couple more minutes. Okay, yep. two it is. Right, I'm, I'm taking them. When you first started to investigate the Catholic Church, no one else had done this. Now there's lots of probes nationwide and globally. You're the right. first to say, we're going to see what's here. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, look, we are willing to take on the big fights in our office. And the people of Pennsylvania hired me to be their lawyer, people who oftentimes don't have a voice in the system, who, who don't have a lawyer, uh, maybe even can't afford them. People who have been told by big, powerful institutions for years that their voice um, and their truth doesn't count. And my view is whether it's taking on the most powerful institution on the planet, Roman Catholic Church, or taking on some scammer or some insurance company that you know took advantage of, uh, uh, of someone with their health care, we're going to take on that big fight for the people of Pennsylvania. In this case, you know, it really began with allegations um, of, you know, maybe a, a small number of priests and a small number of victims. And obviously, um, I said, let's put resources of this office behind this investigation. We went from having less than a handful of people doing the work to, at its height, 150 people in the office of attorney general following the facts and the evidence and the law. And ultimately, concluding that there were at least 301 predator priests um, who abused thousands of child victims, who weaponized their great faith and used it as a tool of abuse, and then engaged in a conspiracy and cover-up that went from diocese in Pennsylvania all the way to the Vatican. Uh, I'm proud of the work that the grand jurors did. I'm proud of the, the, the exceptional courage shown by the survivors of this abuse. And I'm proud of what has come since, as you noted in your question or in your, your comment. Um, 21 state attorneys general have launched investigations modeled after ours. We have seen the Pope himself acknowledge the truth of what happened in Pennsylvania and convened a global summit to address it. Um, I'm proud of the survivors whose voices have led to this seismic change. Um, and I will tell you that I will never ever back down from a big fight in Pennsylvania. I don't care how powerful you are. If you mess with a Pennsylvanian, you are going to have to deal with me in my office. And that's the work uh, that we do every day. And that's the work I want to continue to do for uh, the next many years. All right. Well, thank you so much. I, that is the two minutes. We appreciate your patience and your time and for calling in today. Do keep in touch. We'll be back in touch. And so we'd love to hear from you again. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you guys, and please stay safe and healthy. You too. Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Attorney General. I mentioned he's on a ballot. Uh, he's a Democrat, so he is a, uh, folks who are voters. If you haven't already had the chance, we'll have a chance uh, to uh, vote for him in the week ahead and then in the uh, fall ahead, most mm -hmm. likely. Josh Shapiro. Ben, thank you so much. Yeah. Have yourself a great weekend. You have a good weekend. Have those two extra days. Enjoy. All right. We're going to join the Dan Patrick Show already in progress. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.